welcome, 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 Fret Talk Podcast listeners. It is episode number 330 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined this week by, oh my gosh, who is that? It is Josh. It's Josh. It's Joshy. Hey, hey. Fresh off a uh, Pedal Boards of Doom video from last week. You can. You can sorry, f- I couldn't be there. No, it's all it's all gravy. It's all gravy. Like we we chatted over it anyway, and it's just it's fun the fact that it annoys Lee so much running these um, less than scrupulous cheaper pedal brands. So uh, like I'm all for it, but we are also joined this week <laughs> by Mister Matt Wine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah, he did the thing. Yes. Did the thing. Yes. Like classic, classic fret talk lineup this is. Um and our next podcast, the the one that will be coming out a week after this, if you look at your calendars, dear people, you'll notice that is Mo fucking Christmas Day. So our next two podcasts will be the gear of the Anum, guitar stuff of the Anum, should I say? Um so that I'm just front-loading our, our podcast this week with the kind of plan. It means that, hopefully, we won't actually have a week off this uh, this holiday season for the Fretz Hall podcast. We usually have either one or two weeks of not recording, but it should see us through into the new year now because of how Christmas has fallen, which is quite nice. Um, so Yeah, yeah we still need to work out where we're going to record it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some ideas. Like me and Josh were talking about it when you were when you were sorting out your internet. So we we'll we'll, uh, cool. we'll talk about that after the after the podcast. Maybe even on the page, just so page people have got a little inside. Um, but yeah, so it is episode number three thirty of the Fret Talk podcast. We have got a cornucopia of hosts this week, and we've got a little bit a little bit of news. There's, there's been a little bit of exciting stuff happening this week. It's like end of year guitar drama which is kind of cool uh, but we will be going over that germanium flavored slice of uh, controversy <laughs> um just in just a little moment we've got of course a little bit of housekeeping to start off with and our pleasure to mention our sponsor this week which is affordable.co.uk they bring you pedals from such companies as demon effects jsa effects mosky joyo 4D and K-Line at amazing prices. They're a UK company with all their stock ready to ship in fantastic recyclable packaging and with a real bang tidy little affordable stamp in the in the inside of your uh, packaging as well, which is beautiful. Check them out at affordable.co.uk. Yeah. So, our usual this week so the way that we usually do it that we've been doing it for the past couple of weeks is where we start off with shit news of the week we will still do that we will start off with shit news of the week however what we're going to do i think we might even do the big boy bit of news smack bang in the center because it is a it's a big chunky boy of news isn't it it's a big chunky boy but of course tradition uh, dictates that we we talk about the shittest news of this week and it can only be one one company, can't it? It can only be Epiphone. <laughs> I, think, I think since we've done the shit news of the week, I think they must have like 
six of eight of them or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, may, maybe what we'll do, like, starting into the new year, is have, like, our version of the, the um, Razzies. And whoever gets the most <laughs> shit news is, like, wins a, an official Fret Talk Razzie. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Epiphone have got it this this week. Um, so Epiphone are releasing a guitar that they've released five times this year. Essentially, <laughs> if we want to, if we want to be concise about it, so they're bringing out the final Adam Jones Les Paul with the artwork on the back. So they started off releasing like the Epiphone Adam Jones without any artwork on. Then they've throughout this year they've released um, a bunch of. Uh, like different artworks basically just on the back where they're going to get rubbed off with your belt if you're playing the actual guitar um well i mean they're epiphones so they won't because there'll be three inches of lacquer on it <laughs> i mean yeah fair cop fair cop <laughs> um but like in terms of putting artwork on a guitar not the best place to put it yeah it's not like it's Visible when you're playing, unless you're a see-through human. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, the impact of the artwork, it will only ever be seen when you're not playing the guitar. It's more likely to get rubbed away after many, many, many hours of use. Um, Yeah, and the artwork, if I'm honest, bit shit. So... (laughs) Isn't it artwork that he's drawn himself? No, there's there's been a bunch no. of artists. Uh, I think his wife was one of them. Which, right? Okay. I, I mean, I smell a bit of a bit of a scam here. <laughs> there's a bit of fraud going on. <laughs> uh, but this last, I, honest babe, I'll do that special thing if you put me on your guitar. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it was maybe it was like a tie-in with a birthday and, and anniversary all rolling into one. <laughs> who knows who knows I don't know the dynamic of their relationship I, I'm not even it must be like um, imagine knowing him being tall it's probably be like three then like three thrusts then four then nine <laughs> then eight <laughs> I mean I, I can't confirm nor deny I, I'm not even sure if it is his actual wife who did the artwork <laughs> so <laughs> I mean Mrs. Mrs. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we haven't mentioned, but this one is another B-flavoured one. Were they all B-flavoured or is it just the first and the last one that is yeah, so B-obsessed? Like, is he obsessed with bees? Is that a thing? Because I googled do tools sing songs about bees and <laughs> it has, it's, it's not a question that's been asked on Reddit before even, which means it's probably not a thing. Yeah. You're going to get one of those Google awards now, you know, when you'll be the first person to officially Google something. Yeah, a Google whack. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you might do. Yeah, the Google award for... Yeah, get an email through. A little gold plaque is coming through. That's it. What are Adam Jones's thoughts and opinions on bees? (laughs) So, yeah, like the the first one of this series was The Veil of Bees, which was a creepy-looking... Like woman Nick, with Nicholas like Cage, yeah, like a head scarf. <laughs> Nicholas kind Cage of, wearing it. Uh, it was like a look, almost like a hairdo made out of bees. I think, if I'm yeah. if I'm remembering rightly, uh, and this one is vaguely bee related as well. So it's called Queen Bee. Let me see if I can pull up the picture because that would 
That's much better than me trying to guess at what I saw about <laughs> an hour ago, isn't it? No. I, I, I mean, if, if it's not got bees on it and it's called Queen Bee, they're doing it wrong, aren't they? Yeah, it's so kind of like Tim Burton-esque artwork. Kind of creepy doll-looking woman, and then on the front of the guitar there's a picture of a bee. So this is like... Out of all of those artwork guitars, this is the one that is... Uh, broken the mold almost for, for those. This is the only one that's got artwork on the front and the back. Um, okay. They seem to be getting worse at doing that, like silver burst, whatever whatever they call that burst. I don't think. I, I think it's because it Adams is Adams is like because uh, he's had it from I think it's from the seventies. Um, like his has gotten like almost like a, a greeny yellow. So I don't know whether they're just trying to replicate. Um, the the natural wear maybe no, so I'm I'm going to show you the picture here and uh, it's the actual burst itself. Look, it's, there's there's no burst. It's just it's oh, it's straight, just like a, a straight line. Yeah, straight from one to other. <laughs> so they're getting lazier with the bursts. Um, but you do get an additional B. Um, <laughs> I swings and roundabouts. So, I mean, in terms of spec, it's very much the same as the other ones. I think the first run of them may have had the clipped wing headstock, but then the rest of them since have, have got the Kalamazoo headstock, which is fine. It's got a Duncan pickup in the bridge, uh, as, so Duncan distortion, and the the neck pickup is an Epiphone Pro Booker. So, look, designed to sound a bit like the... Uh, the burst bookers, but like the Epiphone equivalent. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's bound mahogany body with a maple cap. I mean, it's the the stuff that you expect from a um, from a Les Paul, like CTS parts and orange drop caps. So it's not cheap stuff, but it's like it's the kind of stuff that, like five years ago, you'd be getting that on like the the Les Paul Pros. The Epi yeah, Les for Paul six hundred quid yeah. or five hundred quid. <laughs> so, what what do we think that this one's retailing for then, boys? Well, Sixteen. Given, I, I would have said thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, you're pretty pretty bang on there. It's thirteen. What was it? Thirteen seven. Uh, let, let me check because I, I I checked it. They on. probably would have charged more, but then realised that they're charging the greenie for fifteen hundred. So they're like, oh no, we can't really charge more for this than the greenie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's fair, Carl. So this one's 13.79 on Tobin. Um, however, there's a link to the previous version, which is the Sensation uh, artwork, and they're still available for 11, 11. So if you want to... Which is exactly the same guitar with different paintwork, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It doesn't have a B on the yeah. front, but it's... Yeah, it's a slightly different paint. I, I think the B is made out of, out of paintwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not real B. They've not, not squashed the B onto the yeah. front. And just so can you imagine it. having a fear of bees or something like that and you're just playing the guitar and you go, nah, what's that? <laughs> Every time no, you look I down. Mean, the, the first one would be better because there's no B on the front of that so you can lure the person with a fear of bees in and then just flip the guitar flip around the guitar and, yeah. and then push it in their face. <laughs> Lots of bees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's a Les Paul as well. It'll be quite weighty. You could hit them with that as well. Get a real, like a double whammy <laughs> of like fear and mahogany to the face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So if, oh, yeah, if, you, if you were looking to uh, like assault someone with a fear of bees, <laughs> potentially go for the original <laughs> version, not the queen bee. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Who so, says the Fret Talk podcast doesn't bring you like excellent customer service? I mean, it, this it's just is great life advice, isn't it? This is quality journalism. This is, isn't it? This is. We need to we need to move the podcast into like mental health coaching, like like life coaching. Oh shit! Sex I, suicide rates skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be liable for the <laughs> the shit storm that we create after that. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so Epiphone have basically released the same guitar five times this year, so well done. Cool. I mean, they they have done that in previous years with Joe Bonamassa. And Slash. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not... Funny enough, Gibson did, I think, just did release a new... uh, Or Epiphone did release just a load of new Slash guitars, so it's it's funny that... Have they again? Yeah, of course they have, because it's been particularly quiet on the Slash front this year. <laughs> so why not? And it's Christmas. Yeah, that's it. This one is now like Santa hat burst, so it's ready <laughs> for the season. Oh yay! <laughs> so yes, that is that is that is our shit news of the week. Um, I'm going to kick us off with what I've been up to this week, which um, mainly has been prepping for our guitar stuff of the annum, because. As much as it seems like we don't put any effort into these things at all, <laughs> I mean, we like it's it's deceptively, deceptively. It's the more. one time of year we actually try and be realistic and actually think about things. Yeah, I mean, because like the the Fretzel group have helped us out a whole bunch, and we we came to the uh, like came to the conclusion of a couple of bits of like gear news, but. It wouldn't make for a very long or good podcast if we just went, yeah, the HX1's good. And yeah, I remember that the the JTMs were released this year. That'll do. So we need to make it a little bit more comprehensive than that before we come to that conclusion. Surely the Fret Talk podcast, quote, that'll do, is our just our motto. I mean, it is. It's the unofficial, unofficial motto of the Fret Talk podcast. But hey. I, I am nothing if not thorough. Um, I tell the missus after Wee. three pumps and a <laughs> and an early night. <laughs> um, so so yeah. Um, aside from absolutely like trawling through all of our uh, like last year's worth of stuff and like my personal uh, Instagram as well, looking at all of the all of the releases of the year which kind of made sense we're going to be we're going to be putting them into four categories this year which i think we did last year i think which are i don't know if we did a, i don't know if we did an accessory last year because i was looking at that and i was like i don't think we did that before josh you you tease you're giving the milk away before Where the what what's the Ed, edit that out wank the that out before <laughs> The milk. Uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? There's that saying, giving the milk, wanking the cow up before. Yeah, before, giving the before giving what? The, yeah, giving the cow a reach round before <laughs> selling the cow. I don't know. You I know can confirm, love. listeners, you are still listening to the Fret Talk podcast. <laughs> you know the you know the idiom. Just filling filling the actual information there. Just imagine I'm not having a 
like mental breakdown here. Uh, so we, we've got the four the four categories as one of the one of them of which Josh has already splurged all over the, the podcast, which is accessible. Edit it out. And the other three are self-explanatory. We've got guitar, amp, and um, pedal. Pedal. Pedal that isn't an amp. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the way that we've kind of worked it is that the amp is anything that does the role of an amp. So we're yeah. talking stuff like the Boss IR. We're talking stuff like the, the Tonex. Tonex. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I that. mean, the. The other the other alternative is we can talk about how much better the JTM is than that stupid Soldado from last week. Those are <laughs> Yes. Yeah, do you remember yeah, any other two, any other two. amps that were released this year? <laughs> yeah, in fact I do. And I I'll VX leave. Crack and Mark II. I'm gonna leave that one for the, the thing the um Mark Gear of the Year podcast. Sorry, guitar stuff of the Anum. Because you're gonna kick yourself because it's a it's an absolute fucking just quality one. Um, however, that, okay. so I've been kind of I've been behind the scenes working at like organising all of the shit that I should, I should have done like incrementally over the year so that it didn't <laughs> culminate in like hours of me with spreadsheets basically. Um, but I also just too busy wanking off cows. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was a it was a tough tough one, but not impossible. Yeah, um, that was the point. <laughs> um yeah so um i also i released a video well i haven't released it as as we are recording but it will be released for you don't release it on youtube it'll get demonetized (laughs) oh it will uh so the demon effects r4 r series r4 which is basically the rev g series g4 so the red one Uh, i think the the green one is slightly lower gain and he's a, a bit more subtle. Yeah, of a, it's like a crunch. Is the, I think that's the G2. There's the, yeah, the, the red is the G3 and I think the purple is the G4. They're based off the rev generator. Yeah. I think. So the the red one go, goes from pretty, pretty high gain to that's all of the fucking gain. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty much what it is. Um, it's three banding EQ, so it's it's really quite a uh, quite a tweakable pedal, and you can get you, like the the EQ acts like an amp EQ, so you you can scoop to get a slightly kind of fatter metal tone, or you can push the mids to get like a slightly more classicy um, driven tone. It's it's really good. Like I I expected it was going to be one of these where I'll play it and it it's fine, but not really my bag. But I I ended up getting some pretty meaty tones out of it, and it had that three way toggle, which is basically like the um the the amp uh, channels. So you had like clear mode and then red and then blue mode, and you've basically like got clean ish like gain crunch gain crunch but like heavy crunch and then full on lead channel and it's it's i i told you pretty much straight after we recorded it didn't i just that i think this is a pedal that is right up your street yeah i think it is it's gonna have to be one that i'll uh look at demoing in the future for peabod and get thick high gain goodness yeah 
and uh, just as a as an aside, I managed to get some beautiful flames into the um, the thumbnail for it. It's a it's a pretty pretty light tasty thumbnail that I made for this one. Going all graphics design and shit on this one. It's nice. Cool. Yeah. I mean, gotta gotta try, haven't you? But yeah, it's definitely definitely one worth checking out. Even if you think, oh, it's gonna be a gotta be like a stanky metal pedal, that it might surprise you. It might surprise you. There's there's a bit more going on. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And I didn't expect uh, to enjoy it quite as much as I did. Right, boys, boys, do we do it? Do we go straight into the, like the big boy now? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, it's already a week overdue anyway, isn't it, this news? Because it pretty... Yeah, it came out just after the... yeah. <laughs> just after we recorded last week. It did. So it's, it's it's been out basically two weeks by the time that this comes out. Um, Wampler released a, a new variant of their Tumnus, which is it's quite quite a well-to-do um, pedal within the, the Wampler line. It's... Based on the clon, but isn't really a clon. And they decided, Which is a unique selling point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's got some some DNA of clon, but is sounds nothing like it. Yeah, so it it, it maybe that picture of a a man who's got the head of a horse, but the bottom half of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, Great, great internet quality, me. Yeah, but it's it, it, yeah, maybe maybe it's something like that. Um, Wampler have found a few germanium diodes that basically are the same as the original ones in the clon. So decided to make a, a tumnus that's more clony, and the internet went wild. It did. So let's as let's, it is want to do. Yeah, let's report on it as if it's actual news. So yeah, I mean, he's he's using uh, germanium diodes. It's very similar to the the original, so it's just a three knob thing. Um, I don't think it mentions the so just new new old stock germanium diodes, uh, and they are like there was an a thousand pedal run for it basically, and yeah. They were selling for 189 euros, which is just over 160 pounds. Like, it's a little bit more than the the standard Tumnus because I think that's about that was like 150 euros. So not much more for something that's slightly more limited edition and like interested. It's in a silver box with red knobs. It is, yeah, yeah, and a smaller box. No, it's the same size as the, yeah, the, the original Tumnus was a mini pedal as well. Yeah. Oh, it was so, the mini first. I always thought it was the way around. Yeah, it was mini first, and then they did the deluxe, which was in a normal Wampler size housing. Yeah. So that was that was released last week. And by so it was released on about the Thursday, and by the end of the week, they'd all sold out. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, they'd all sold out. So that would be the end of the story for it. Like, Wampler released a Germanium clon, and now they're sold out, so you can't get them. But 
Here's where the twist comes in. You can get them. But at what price? Five hundred dollars, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, do you want one of these for four times retail? Yeah, it's, yeah, basically that. <laughs> so he, some unscrupulous fellows bought up a bunch of them with the sole purpose of selling them online, and it's worked out for them. Basically, there's been a few that have gone actually sold on eBay for five hundred dollars, so easily like doubling the retail and some. Yeah, so we're talking now scalpers, aren't we? Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty standard for like all of these fairly well-known within the community, smaller kind of producers. We've seen it with JHS pedals. We've seen it with a few other limited run pedals in the last couple of years. And the, the... biggest problem is not the scalpers the biggest problem is the morons that will pay four times the price of a pedal for a pedal that has literally just come out yeah um because whilst they continue to do this scalpers are just going to be in there i guarantee some of them scalpers don't even play guitar never never had any intention of even looking at the pedal they've bought it because they know that it's a limited run and they can get they can double or triple their money just by buying it and putting on reverb yeah yeah and that's the unfortunate uh, side of it, isn't it? Really, that the there will always be a, a, a market for these scalpers because there's always a willingness. There's like that that fear of missing out within the guitar community is strong. It is it's so strong, and you find it like even on the regular when it's not a particularly limited run, you find it with uh, the king of tone where yep. you could go like you could get on a list and wait four years at this point and and get that for what like 300 quid ish something like that like something along those lines yeah not necessarily a hugely reasonable price but more, reasonable. more reasonable than the ebay prices yeah yeah because they're going for what double they're going for like 800 quid and they're selling because people yep. They've got that fear of missing out, and the, they also want to skip the queue. Uh, so we yeah. like we've got that. Like we've seen it even to a point. Like this year, we've seen it with JHS inflating the price of the Bad Monkey. By yeah, <laughs> by, like, by just talking a, about how yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like creating a, a like a false um, scarcity with it almost. And then, like, like the fact that he'd mentioned it, and the the fact that they're not for sale anymore, like at retail, you suddenly found people who had them kicking around in the cupboard, uh, who would have sold it like a week prior for like forty quid, asking seven hundred, <laughs> and it's like it's ridiculous. I mean, fortunately, yeah. the uh, the prices on those have gone down a little bit. And you found it even with like the plastic box Behringer stuff, where people were saying, "Oh, like these, I've got an original, uh, original Behringer, <laughs> whatever it was, whatever one that um, Josh Hornby Skews was saying was the best ones, like the the vibrato and the tremolo and shit like that." 
and they were trying to sell them for. I mean, they they didn't go up to like ridiculous prices, but like you could pick up one of those plastic Behringer pedals for fifteen quid delivered all day, every day. Sometimes it was even people begging you to take away their plastic Behringer pedal when selling it with another pedal. To go, oh, like I'll throw this in for free. And then suddenly they're charging like, oh, 40, 50 quid for this now. Yeah. And it's just... I mean, the other side of it is the... So I've played a couple of Tumnuses. I wasn't a fan of the Tumnus Deluxe. I preferred the Mini Tumnus. Yeah. But... The best thing about the Mini Tumnus is it didn't sound like a Klon. It sounded like its own drive pedal. And this is now, uh, sounds more like a Klon. And the internet has gone, it's Klon and it's, uh, the, the diodes are supposedly new old stock legitimate diodes and therefore it must be better. And actually, like, I don't, like, what, like, what? Yeah. If if you find those diodes, why not put it in an, an actual clon circuit rather than a modified clon? If you want it to sound like a clon, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I just i I don't understand the any kind of market for this. Let alone the obsessed. I'll pay five hundred dollars for it. Market. <laughs> I mean, surely, like picking up your own new old stock germanium diodes isn't going to cost you a great deal. You've already got a, got gold tumnus. If you can't mod it yourself, surely there's someone out there who'll stick those new old stock germanium diodes in for you. Uh, but then you won't have the red knobs in the silver box. I mean, yeah, I suppose you won't. But that's not where the tone comes from, surely. <laughs> well, I might not have the cherry, but I've definitely still got the box it came in. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Shit. That wasn't even that bad. Uh, it's staying in because I can't be asked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but hey ho, Merry Christmas! <laughs> there you go. So, if you yeah, want to look, give her apart from me, so we've um, we we've reached that. Um, it's it's no particular benefit to Wampler as well because once he's sold out of his stuff, he's not getting this markup as well. So it's. It's pure profit for the the scalpers, isn't it? It's not, it's not yep. trickling back down to the 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 maker. However, Brian Wampler has um, suggested that he's going to be creating the Tumnus Deluxe in the Germanium format as well, which is like pretty cool. The fact that to to kind of negate some of this scalping, he's reducing some of the scarcity of it. Um. But but at the same time, the reason that he did a limited run of only a thousand was because that's all the germanium diodes that he had. So, yeah, there's there's something fishy going on there. I mean, like you can always go and buy, uh, like you can source some germanium diodes if you need to. Maybe he'd found like a particularly good pot of them and was like, yeah, yeah, I can use these for a for a run. Um. But now he's he's found the fact that there's there's definitely a market for this. He's doing his like his bit to help kind of alleviate it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed anyway. Because like from a company's point of view, and I, I know JHS has mentioned this a, like, a fair few times, is the fact that he yawned. <laughs> but like from a company point of view, it's it's not their doing. They're like their job is to 
make the product and sell the product, isn't it? And what what they've done is made the product and sold the product. So they're they're doing what they need to do. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not totally their fault. Like I guess the only thing you could say is if they potentially priced it higher but lower than what the scalpers are charging, then you might get the right level of demand for like to put off the scalpers because the everyone who gets one that wants to pay that kind of price wants one. It's but obviously that's their negative for the guitar community. What we really need is just these morons to stop buying them on the second hand market. Yeah. I think that's it, isn't it? We need we need people to just calm it down a little bit and, and stop that kind of trigger finger on the, the buy and a button. Just leave it with gammons. <sighs> I mean not personally, I mean, but I mean the other the other alternative is if these people with these smaller companies didn't have massive YouTube presence and therefore lots of teenage fanboys, the obsession wouldn't be there and you might have reasonable people buying their pedals and therefore not trying to spend 700 quid on the used market because they're not internet fanboying. They're just buying what's good for value for money. I mean, you're more likely to get a find a genie that can grant you three wishes of like lottery tickets uh... oh I know <laughs> yeah and what would be great is if the guitar community could t- could just stop being the guitar community for just a second and <laughs> oh it can be so, a guitar community just be a reasonable community I rather mean, than a cesspool <laughs> it does not compute no your guitar pedal board doesn't have a Cheox and a Klan and a TS10 and blah 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 so you are not you are not a proper guitar player blah 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 elitism I mean <laughs> I see you've frequented some of the, uh, the Facebook guitar communities before here Josh <laughs> Speaking of Josh, what have you been up to this week, Josh? I have a new guitar, which I think I alluded to um, on the last episode I was on, and it arrived, my little Harley Benton fan fret seven string. And I must admit, for the price that it is, it's actually a a very good guitar. Um, Cool, cool, cool. My biggest concerns were going to be the frets. Because, yeah. you know, it depends on, like, I think I said this, you know, have they done it on a Monday when everyone can't be asked, or have they done it on a Friday when everyone's looking forward to go home or something like that? And, you know, very happy. I got this on a, must have been a happy day because the frets were, there was no sharp edges, you know, there was no little, you know, dents in them or anything like that. So the frets actually really good. Yeah. Um, The bottom edge of the nut is really fucking sharp, though. Um, like towards like you know the the high E on the first fret, like okay. that is really fucking sharp around there. Yeah. Um, so I've had to just kind of like slightly sand the the edge closest to the fretboard on there a little bit just to d- take the dull, you know the sharpness away. Yeah, which was a five minute job. You know, it wasn't bad. Um, downsides is the pickups aren't finished yet. I think in the nicest term possible. Um, the the, the okay. pickups aren't great. Yeah. They're okay, but 
they're not great. They'll definitely yeah. be getting gutted at some point next year. Yeah, they're they're, a, uh, they're okay as a stopgap, but yeah. First thing I think you're going to think if you're just learning to play a guitar you're not going to know the difference so you yeah. wouldn't care um but you know if you're if you know what you know yeah then they're not great mm-hmm. um so very surprisingly the fan frets are very easy to get used to nice very very easy i was very surprised um because, you know, I know Matt makes fun of wonky frets and stuff like that with these sorts of things. Um, <laughs> I I was really surprised at how easy it is to get used to them. And actually, it's really ergonomic in a way for your hands. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been good. Um, second of all, uh, I've been continuing my pickup escapades, as you know, last time I was fiddling around with putting these uh, Fisherman Ramstein signature pickups in my RZK. You were, yes. Um, I found out why the net pickup wasn't working. Why was that? There was a short in one of the wires. Ah, okay. That'll do um, it. So go on, Matt. I just said, that'll do it. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Because I was like, okay... I went through everything and I was like, okay, some like it's wired exactly the same as my Chapman where both of the pickup works. And I was like, okay, maybe it's the toggle switch. So I changed the toggle switches around and it was still happening. So I was like, uh, it's got to be a wire. So I just picked one wire at random, happened to change it, and then magically they both worked. And I was like, ah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, I don't like the pickups after all that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still getting the problem of it being far too gainy? Actually, no. I've I've come to learn to like live with the gain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Richard, and I think I mentioned it before. Richard uses his maces on a crunch. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think the pickups have got such a high output to kind of push that crunch channel a little bit more yeah and i tried that and it's fine but my god they are so brittle sounding they are so thin really really thin sounding um and i'm thinking like my my normal ramstein patch has got quite it's it's not overly scooped it's got enough in like the low mids to give it some depth but it's got enough high mids to be able to you know cut through nicely without being overly harsh but with this it is so fucking brittle and so harsh on the ears and i really don't like it yeah um which is slightly disappointing because when you listen to them that's not what their sounds like it's not brittle it's not hot you know harsh um it cuts through well in yeah. that respect, you know, it, it cuts through the low end really nicely, which I get. But, um, yeah, um, uh, two weeks in, I'm still not happy with them. So what, what are we thinking? Are they, you're going to keep keep them in and, and give I them I think a- what I'm going to try and do is keep them and then just modify my Ramstein patch a little bit. 
maybe just take out some of the high mids just to try and eke out some of that harshness yeah, um, and see how that sounds. Um, if that isn't kind of resolving it, then I think I might end up like maybe just take them out, keep them as like, you know, a kind of um, a collector's item, so to speak, or, or um, yeah, the old bones back in. Yeah, you still got the old ones, haven't you? Yeah. So, um, watch this space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely will do. But I mean, that's the first uh, first thing that I've heard about those fish, fishman fluence pickups that hasn't been like singing their praises. So it's quite it's interesting. It's weird because I, I know a lot of people that have got them and are like, oh, you know, I know a lot of people that are going, oh, you need to try Fishman's. You re- you know, you must try Fishman's because, like, you know, everyone says of how good they are. Yeah. But, like, I've always liked TMGs. They sound great. Um, and I know a lot of people say they don't clean up well or they're overly compressed. And I just, I think it's maybe that you're not using them in the right light because, you know, most people say, oh, ENG, scoop metal, dun, dun, dun. Um, you know, some of the best sounds I've got are out of EM, sounds out of, uh, some of the best sounds I've got of with EMG pickups. Um and I just don't get what the hype has been with the EMGs, with Fishman's, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um every set I've tried now, I've tried three different sets now, and I still don't like them. <laughs> yeah, they're just not for you. I mean that's it. Sometimes sometimes it's just that your ears don't don't work with a certain brand. I've I've had that a lot with uh, Seymour Duncan pickups. I've tried so many Seymour Duncan pickups, and I've always just felt oh, they're okay, but never like was never really too sold on them. Yeah, I've, I've I felt that way with Seymour Duncan's. I felt like Demarzio sounded a bit better than Seymour Duncan's. Yeah, um, and that, that's the path if... that I went. I went. For Damasios, before I found Fletch, I had like, all my guitars had Damasios in them, pretty much. And then... um, so yeah, I'm just going to kind of test the water. There will be a video, of course, coming with pedalboards of doom on it, which I've just started to film some bits and pieces for it. Nice. Um, so you know, you'll be able to hear some of the tones, and and you'll be able to kind of, you know, see what or at least hear what I'm talking about with them. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that because I, I, I wanna, I wanna see this, uh, this little scoop on the fishman stuff. That's not, not just the same, same everyone saying how awesome they are. I wanna see some the, real talk on them. I think what the biggest selling point for them is that they are circuit board printed. Yeah, if I'm like correct in saying. Yeah. So the, the, um, way, the way that I understand that they work is rather than having coils of wire that are basically like an analog coil of wire, it's layered circuit boards that are basically like a yeah. coil of wire, which means that you can which, t- tap them at like strategic points. And I, th- I think the biggest selling point with them is obviously there's always going to be um, like fluctuations when you you know you. 
traditionally making a pickup. And I think with the Fishermans is that they are going to be um, a lot more um, uniform across all of them. So like you could have six sets of Fisherman pickups and they probably all sound the same. So if you're using them in a live setting or a studio recording, you're kind of going to have a very good baseline for that, um, which I think is a lot better. But, you know, if you want a little bit more, you know, kind of um, adaptability and colouring of the tone and if you want to go down tone woods and all that, I think, <laughs> the, you know, um, you know, the traditional way of doing pickups is a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's worked for so many years, hasn't it? Um, so, I don't, oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've yet to try any of the Fishman stuff, but, I mean, they're endorsed by people like Greg Cock. And he's... Yeah, I think... Uh, He's got Greg Cock. I know a lot of metal players like Devin Townsend, Tosin Abassi, Will Adler, um, you know, Richard, you know, a lot of people use and people that, you know, do yeah. music better than I, so who am I to say? <laughs> That's it, yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, it's something that I'd be open to trying. And it uh, it's not uh, a cheap modification, is it? Cause, because they're individual layered circuit boards, they end up being it was the most expensive pickup set i've bought by way and by far (laughs) yeah it's exactly that isn't it they're they're pricey boys so it's a case of you having to try them in a guitar that's already out there or or taking the punch these these richard ones are not in anything other than the richard signature esps you know, there are no guitar shops that I know of in the Birmingham and Midlands that stock them. So there was no way of me actually being able to try them before buying. Yeah, yeah. So it's fair cop, isn't it? Fair cop. But there you go. Right, we've got we've got some news. We've got some news. We've got about probably about ten minutes left, fifteen minutes left of the podcast. We might even be able to get through both bits of news. Let's do it. Whee. We're going to leave your your bit of news to the to the end, Matt, because that's fine. You like this pedal, and and, and you hate it. Cause yeah, you're a I think Matt should lead this segment then. Uh, no, but we'll we'll do the the Harley Benton first because it's not a fret talk week without Harley Benton releasing a guitar. And oh, is it another like acoustic, electric, uh, resonator thingy, Bobby? Yeah. I mean, it it very much does feel like they've pulled from the the fishbowl of random guitar parts. Um, HSS, yeah, Junior. Mm-hmm. What? How could it be a Junior what? of an HSS? <laughs> I was going to say Junior means one pickup, doesn't it? Yeah, not necessarily. So this is an ST Junior, which means it's basically like a short guitar, like a student guitar. We're we're talking kind of early early teenager down to like kind of primary school level uh, guitar players so like really young players um who haven't built up the dexterity who don't quite have the reach for a full full length guitar but these these are a little little bit different these are so first of all it doesn't look shit like a lot of the little mini guitars do they just look weird they look like a a small kind of squashed version of a normal guitar and it just doesn't quite doesn't quite sit right 
Whereas this one, it just looks like a small strat, which is nice. Uh, not only does it look like a small strap, but it's in a matte black finish, like matte black neck as well. So like headstock and neck, all matte black with a torque guard on it, which like torque guards, mwah, just perfect. Uh, it is, it's shorter, but it's still got 21 frets. So it's still like a fully featured guitar. Uh, it's, so the scale length of 17 inches, which is, oh, that's mental. <laughs> However, to compensate for this, the guitar is tuned in a slightly different way. It's tuned in A standard. So. Okay. Yeah, A, A, D, G, C, E, A. So. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So it fixes some of the problems that you'd expect to have with the uh, the Squire, uh, what was it, the Squire Mini, the Strap Mini. I think Brian May Guitars did like a mini Brian May as well. Um, as well as Ibanez did like a mini Paul Gilbert. All of those kind of small scale length, but still expected you to tune to E standard. And what that meant in real, like realistic terms was that you had a guitar that wouldn't stay in tune because there just wasn't enough tension on the strings. And they were really not very versatile guitars because they had one pickup. I think the, the mini strats had two, maybe. But you like there was not a lot of versatility with it because it was just... They, they didn't really think about it. They thought, as long as it's a playable-ish guitar... Whereas this one looks as if they've really gone gone to town with it. It's like a five-way selector, HSS, uh, volume and tone, and then tuned A to A as well so that you've got the tension that you need under the strings for it to be able to be playable. Really cool. I played um, a my neighbour's kids learning guitar and he's got like um you know one of the the mini electrics i don't know what one it, i think it was in my one of the fenders or whatever mm-hmm. um but i was like oh can i have a quick go because i reckon you can make some ridiculous chord shapes because you can just stretch like so big and some of the runs you can do on them are quite fun because you could just like utilize frets in a run that you never would normally use which, which is quite good fun i must admit yeah I mean, they they can be if you can get them to stay in tune. What happened usually with those uh, like cheaper mini guitars as well is they really cheaped out on the hardware. So the the tuners were the lowest possible quality tuners as well, which was signing a nail in the coffin with like because the scale length was too short as as well for like the the, the tension of the tuning. It just meant that. Tuning issues were just rife, but it looks like they've they've fixed that with this. And the best part of it, it is the kind of price that parents would not wince at. The kind of price that parents are looking to pay for a starter guitar. So it's £85, which... Ace? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought Harley Benton are doing a bit of a service here i mean it is another one of those like 
odd fishbowl guitars where they've just pulled out random features. But they've, they've really hit a <laughs> really hit a like a nice balance here of like versatility. Like the fact that it's got a humbucker in it means that if you want to go and play some rock with it, it's probably going to be able to to handle that. And then if you wanted to do something a little bit cleaner, you've got the single coils as well. So it's 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 cool. It's really cool. I think I'd love to. Gone. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, I think Harley Benton are just uh, really thinking about the like the next generation of guitarists with this one. I'd love to be a fly on the wall at some of their like, um, you know, marketing or like, you know, new product meetings, you know, the, and like, they just must be like people on crack sometimes is coming out of some of <laughs> some of these absolutely insane ideas. Yeah. And again, I like, hold on, no, hold on. He's onto something. Why hasn't he already done this? Yeah. I think the, the, the ideas are kind of wacky and outlandish, but the fact that they go, let's do this the best possible way that we can is just so fucking cool. It's just so cool. Well done, Harley Ben and you legends. Uh, right. We've got, we've got enough time, Matt. We have got enough time. <laughs> Matt, take it away. Am I doing this one, am I? I mean, you, you can do, yeah. I've got, I've got the, the talk about it if you, want, if you want some backup. But what is the project we're talking about here, Matt? Uh, it is the is it crazy tube circuits? Is that what they're called? I believe so. Yeah, I think I think crazy. we've t- uh, we've talked about them before, and I just didn't care and wasn't particularly listening. I think, um, yeah, and uh, this this uh, it's called the High Power, and it was released this week. And the reason it caught my eye is because it's based on Dave Gilmore's guitar sound for Shine, oh, for Wish You Were Here album. Yeah. And that's probably my favourite album of all time. Um, I mean, it's, so, it's their best. Like, I don't care what people say about fucking Dark Side. Wish You Were Here is better. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it so, is. obviously, I was like, oh, interesting. I'll go and uh, watch a few videos. And obviously, I started with Andy, the guitar geek, who we've had on the podcast back in the early days, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've had him on. And he t- he came at it from a very different angle because he's not particularly a Pink Floyd fan, which made me angry very, very, very immediately. <laughs> but after you started, um, stop throwing fists at the screen <laughs> and calm yeah. down. Match, um, match. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd listened to his video and he basically took a take of, okay, everyone else is going to do a Dave Gilmore video. I'll see what other sounds are in there. Yeah. And there was a lot of tones in there that are things that I've been looking for that you can't really get anywhere. It's very bright because Andy likes to set his stuff very bright. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it was quite vintagey kind of like it reminded me of like he i think he did a couple of um mark boland riffs and a few other sort of bits from that kind of era yeah and the the it just it cuts through so well and then i did go then and watch a few other videos and it also does the pink floyd thing really well and there's some people that have kind of like got it dialed in almost perfect to kind of yeah. Gilmore's tone on the record. Um, 
which is great because it's like it's it's I suppose should probably should explain what it is. So it's a dual drive, but one of them is like an amp in a box, and the other one is uh, is it a color sound reissue? Is that the pedal? Yeah. So uh, basically, Crazy Tube Circuits they've done this a few times. Is where they've got one side of the pedal is the amp emulation of what that artist would be using. So yeah. uh, like previously, they've done the Crossfire which is the uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and they've got like a Fender Blackface era amp on the one side and yeah. like a Tube Screamer on the other. This one, they've got the High Watt, so like the yeah, uh, like the High Watt style voiced sides with like your treble, middle, bass, presence, volume, master, and like um, your headroom kind of modes, like 100 watt and 50 watt kind of modes. Um, yeah. And then on the right hand side, you've got the color color sound power boost overdrive. So it goes between like a clean uh, boost to like a vintage sounding overdrive. Um, yeah, and the other cool thing about the the amp as well is there's also a thing for the link switch, so you could have it as like on the bright channel, on the normal channel, or basically like patched together. Yeah. Um. So you've got all that kind of capability. And yeah, it was like, for some reason, they've called it like 108 and 504 or something. And it's like a 100 watt and a 50 watt version, which might do what just call it 150 rather than 108 and 504. Well, maybe like, <laughs> like 100 watt going through two two stacks. So eight, eight speakers, 50 watt yeah, going through maybe. four speakers. Um, but that would be 1008 and yeah. 504. It, yeah, it would be. I'm trying to make yeah, sense of um, it. <laughs> Just... And and it doesn't. So the the key thing for me here is it's not an actual like it's not an actual amp. So there's no speaker emulation. There's no yeah. like you, you know uh, you can't put um, like yeah your own cabs or anything like that. And it is it is a drive. It's like an amp in a box kind of drive as opposed to um, actually being an amp. Yeah, similar to the um, the Joyo pedals that I go on about all the fucking time, the yeah. sound and whatnot. You put it in front of an yeah, amp and but, it colours it, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the thing here is because they know that people are going to use that amp section as kind of like the preamp into, say, uh, your TC impulse response, that kind of thing, yeah. they've given you the option of having a quote-unquote effects loop where you can basically just run something in between the two circuits. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to have the drive part at the start of your signal chain have some modulation running, whether it's a reverb, whether it's a you know a chorus or whatever or a phaser, definitely um, a phaser. Then, if you're doing uh, "Wish You Were Here," isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I mean, you'd need a bit of reverb as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> But yeah, and you could so you could run them between the drive sound and the amp sound to kind of get that get that get get that kind of tone um, or you can just use it as a dual drive pedal and have you know the two different sides or one push in the other yeah so but this is the first drive pedal released this year that i've thought do you know what yeah i might buy that yeah i could see myself buy that. i mean you you've pointed a flaw out in my logic is the fact that i watched andy's video couldn't get through all of it because it was so like so piercing and grating, yeah. And I, I gave up there and went, "This is shit." Um, <laughs> but the like, I did then didn't do any other research and didn't check it because I like my only experience of this pedal was this displeases my ears. 
So that's where my journey ended with it. But it sounds like I need to be checking out other people doing the... I, I would check out a couple of other people dialing it in like Gilmore did. Yeah. To hear that, like, it, like, like I say, don't get me wrong, it can do the really harsh stuff, and I actually quite like that. But you can dial away some of the presence and some of the treble to get it kind of... I'm not going to say it's going to be a dark pedal. It's not. It's, yeah. But it's doing that vintage sound anyway, so it's not designed to do that. But um, yeah, it certainly doesn't need to be quite as bright as Andy was using it. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> um, yeah. And Andy has got some uh, demos. Like he, he does a fair few demos where I'm like sitting there nodding along and agreeing. I'm like, yeah, I can, can understand that. This was not one of those. This was one. And I just assumed that Andy had uh, dialed it in the best he could. And, and I mean, he did. He, he did. He dialed it into something that he really liked. But yeah, to me, it sounded like it was like, and that's it. Oral cheese graters. <laughs> uh, Whereas, yeah, I I quite like that kind of really vintage, really like. I, I, this is complete opposite to how I used to be, but I actually quite like that really vintage, really kind of bright. Not, it's not like sharp glass bright, but it's not quite. No, it's not that far from it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, like I say, you, you could, I could see myself running this for the 60s stuff in the set where I need a bit more grit than nothing and I need it to be spiky grit as opposed to like smooth grit. Yeah, but without being ice picky. Yeah. Like you, you can get the spiky grit out of a lot of stuff, but then you also run the risk of it being really piercing and yeah, unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see it working for that. Like, if you're doing, like, kink stuff where it... Like, the guitar tones were, like, really present and really yeah. bright. And that's exactly what I was thinking of, is, like, we do a kinks medley in one of the bands, and the other band does a couple of kinks songs, so... Yeah, shit, you've yeah, this, sold this me on this now. perfect for that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking into a few of the things that uh, they did as well, that, like, the uh, crazy, um, crazy tube circuits, because... I knew we'd mentioned them before. I don't think we necessarily had mentioned the Crossfire. But we, we mentioned the Unobtainium, which was... Yeah, the John Mayer in a John, box. Yeah, John Mayer, yeah. And there's there's been another couple as well. And That was... The, the Unobtainium is the one where I remember us talking about Crazy Tube Circuits and not listening to a word you said. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I don't care about John Mayer's tone. Yeah, I'll be honest, I probably weren't listening to myself at the time as well. Um, <laughs> I mean that being said, I I really got on with the um the Nordvang Demon Effects clones. I thought they sounded really good. Uh, and they're they're like John Mayer inspired, but it's like too low gain overdrive pedals, isn't it? So Yeah. It's it's my wheelhouse. So yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's our stuff this week. And I think actually you've you've given me the inspiration to go check more right out on this. Because... I took one source and then thought I was the fucking the authority on it. I'm like most people on the internet, aren't I? <laughs> no, you took part of one source. Yeah, part of one source, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's, now you are the, the sole authority. Basically, you two swapped roles for a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah I've, I've, I just felt my inner cavern where like, I read a headline and got instantly angry. <laughs> <laughs> and then based my opinions on what I thought the article said. I yeah. did that, like the, the guitar pedal equivalent of that. 
but hey ho, look, we are at the end of our podcast for this week. It's it's been a nice kind of tidy one this week. I think it's we've come in just at time, which is very nice. We don't usually do that. We usually waffle on a lot more than we should. So, <laughs> fantastic. I'm extending a thank you to our our listeners. You lot, you've made it this far. You're amazing. Internet high five to you. One of them. Thank you, Josh. Um, I'm also going to extend. I'm going to extend extend a special super sexy thank you to our sponsor for this week, which is affordaboard.co.uk. Just if you are ever in the market for some some cheap cheaper guitar fun, you want you want to try some of those kind of boutiquey pedals, but don't want to pay those boutiquey prices. Check out Affordaboard. Like you've got. Just all manner of awesome, awesome guitar pedals. And like the JSA stuff as well. Like they are boutique quality at not a boutique price. So yeah, check them out. Um I'm gonna extend a thank you, our final thank you this week, um, to our Patreon backers, who for as little as two dollars a month, you can be part of that exclusive crew. We are one Patreon away from exposing our nipples on the internet. Come on, it's our Christmas. <laughs> come on, we need a Christmas game to play on the podcast. So come on. That's it. If you want to make our Christmas come early, it's one on yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can make your Christmas come never <laughs> by showing you our nipples. We can make- <laughs> yeah. Forget how to come <laughs> at Christmas um, by showing our nipples. Uh, so... Yeah, just just one more. If if you are on the fence, spread the Christmas cheer. Um, but we're going to extend a thank you to our current uh, Patreon backers who are as follows. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Turns Effects. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson of The Rising of the Lights. We've got the trifecta of Erector. We've got Mr. Hugh Rection. We've got Mike Oxlong. Way and Gary Golden Cock. Way we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks Podcast, the Second Button Podcast, and the Off the Rails Podcast. We've got Mr. Diabetes Foot. Way. And finally, we've got Mr. Jason Wharton of YouTube Fame and Pedalboards of Doom as well. If you want to catch me online, that's me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chair. You find me at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and threads slash budget pedal chap or at budget pedal chap depending on which one you're on go to youtube find all of the no talk or tone goodness uh i don't even know how many episodes we're on now but it is like it's a long running uh series and i think for the one just before christmas we might have a special no talk or tone versus just as a nice little christmas christmas treat nice. But we'll have to see if I get around to doing that one. Or if I just kind of default back to, ah, oh, pedal demo, it's a bit easier. <laughs> but we'll see. And Matt, where can we find you online? You can find me at heel underscore Matt Q mm-hmm. on Twitter, on Instagram and on threads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And threads is the home of boobs. <laughs> it's <laughs> finally got me. Has it? I've, yeah. I've avoided it on threads for 
since it released three months ago, whatever it was, and now every third or fourth post is boobs. I mean, <laughs> you you made me feel a little bit like a sex pest for a while, but I'm glad that it's finally got you. <laughs> it, it comes to us all. And Josh, where can we find you? You can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram, and you can also find me on there at Both Sides Suffer, and you can also find me on YouTube at Josh Castle TCM. That we can. So from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Oh my gosh, it is Josh, and from Mister Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Woo! It will be a tatty Woo. bye, and good night for this week. Tell our a bit. Bye. the brown-nosed reindeer he could fly as well as all the others he just couldn't stop as fast <laughs> we're having it yeah go on go on we're having it